Hi, good morning, everyone. I'm uh, Janice Wood. Welcome to my broadcast show for seniors on subjects that I think senior citizens should be interested in. Last week, I was talking with my friend, John Hung, and uh, he was talking about that his, his clientele uh, is concerned about living to be 100. So I did a little bit of research and I was finding out that since the 2010 census that there's over 308 million people in the United States and there is a percentage, which I'm not remembering right off the top of my head that are living to be what they call centurions or super centurions and a super centurion lives to be 110. And I think that's very interesting. But before we get into that, I want to talk about myself for a couple of seconds here. I'm a life insurance agent, just like John. He's a life insurance agent. He specializes in life insurance uh, products, and I specialize in Medicare insurance. And I also do health insurance, which is now open enrollment time to be reviewing your, um, your health insurance. And next Thursday, uh, open enrollment starts for, um, for Medicare, and you should have a review. So at the end of this session, uh, we're going to bring up how to contact us. And next week, I will be doing a Medicare 101, so please come and participate. Uh, the information that you um, got in here for this week, you'll be able to get next week because I will be taking questions next week. Okay, for that. But today we're going to talk about being a hundred. Along with talking with John last week, I realized I'm 75 years old. I turned 75 and I'm going, I could easily live to be a hundred. Okay, I never would think that was possible. If my, if my mother were alive today, she would have turned a hundred years old today. So it's just like, oh my goodness, I could be 100 years old in 25 years. And going back to what John and I were talking about is, will my uh, finances still be there if I turned 100? Or I even if I turned 110, okay? Would I be financially be able to afford to live to be 100? So John, who's been my guest in, in the past, um, he was on my show in, in June when we first started out, in June doing this show. He was on here on August 24th where we talked about life insurances and the different types of insurances and how you can use life insurance to help you with your finances. So but John's back here today. Um, over the last couple of months, uh, I've learned that John likes to hike, because I know he's been hiking in Catalina recently, and, he's, and he really enjoyed it, and enjoyed the view. I guess that was before all of our major fires. So John, tell us, you know, tell us something interesting about yourself, and, uh, and let's talk about the excitement of are we gonna to live to be a hundred? And if we do, will our finances be there? Okay. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for the warm introduction and good morning to the viewers. Um, the 
topic today, like Janet mentioned, is living till 100. And interesting fact about me is that I too want to live to 100. So this is uh, hitting home for me because uh, insurance company has recently did a survey and they asked people, and how long do you want to live? And majority of people want to reach age 100. I really thought it would be um, less than that, but a lot of us do want to go that high. So because of that, we've been searching deeper, asking the question, what happens if you do live to 100? And what happens if you don't live till 100? So those are the things that we want to talk about today. And I really appreciate you having me back on. And I enjoy your show too. And I'm hoping yeah. that someone take this information and use it so that they can get benefit out of this show. I hope so too, because we've had, <laughs> I've had on a lot of really interesting guests and with interesting topics and, uh, you know, so what happens, John, if I live to be 100 and I have that insurance policy sitting there? Okay. So one of the, one of the biggest thing for me is the number 100. How do we get here? So when I was growing up, we used to have this TV show. I forgot the host's name, but he basically would invite a centurion onto a TV show and do like a they were birthday parties. And some week there were many of them, some week there were just one or two. But eventually it kind of phased out. I don't see the show anymore. And I, I find out that over the years, there were too many people reaching 100. The show was getting overwhelmed. So it wasn't a big news anymore. So that, that's kind of where I want to just take us back and say what happened. How do we get here so fast? And uh, obviously this is a good news for a lot of us because if you minus the pain and suffering of life, there's so many wonderful things to experience even at, even at senior age. I really believe that life could be a very, very fulfilling and rewarding experience. But I guess uh, most of us do know that, but there's a, uh, hidden danger around the corner of reaching 100. And one of them being health. So Absolutely. there is a, yes, yes. So 53% of Americans says that they wanna reach their age 100. So we asked them, okay, what's the fear then? Why don't we just do it? Well, one of the fear, this one is number two fear, is that most fear that there will be a serious health problem along the way. You being a Medicare agent, mm -hmm. I probably don't have to remind you, but I feel that most of the public has caught up to that experience now. Everywhere they look, they're seeing a senior who is suffering from some type of ailment. Of course, there are a lot of good examples, but there are some examples that are scaring people. So because of that, they're fearing to get to that age 100. So now, I guess uh, ultimately, 
there's a big obstacle of us getting there. But a second thing is that a lot of us don't want to be a burden on a family of getting to 100. Yes, this is this is also a generation, a change that I see right in front of me, where we used to see families just taking over. Once the parents become old, they would do less work at home, but the younger ones would pick up. However, things have changed along the way. So now, if you become ill, if you become not functional, you become a burden. And a lot of our people are fearing that, saying, what's the point of living to 100 if I'm going to be a burden? And the other thing that we are also finding out is that people are afraid to run out of money. Um, we did a research on this a little bit more, and we realized that more people are fearful of running out of money than dying. That, to me, that just blew my mind. Just the way we, as collective as a society, think today, I'm sure it's based on experience. And our experience is teaching us that without money, this cannot continue. That's so true. Yeah, so the stat is pretty un unbelievable, but there are about 60% of Americans are fearful of running out of money. Mm -hmm. So traditionally, we, we always worked with longevity and insurance world, and we always provided many options to our clients. But in the past, and even today, there's an insurance that are very limited in what it could do, as far as the length of the year is concerned, or what it pays event of catastrophic thing happening. So when we're planning for 100, I think there's a lot to look into. But one of the things that I like to extend information is look into your life insurance to see if it matches today's demand. When we perhaps there's an example of maybe a gentleman who bought a term life insurance for 30 years when he was 40, thinking that by the time 70, everything will be finished. Uh, today, he is 70, doing jumping jacks, saying, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I got 20, 30 more years that I might have to live. So things have changed, where insurance might just expire if you leave it alone. However, longevity might force you to replan for those things. Those are the reasons why um, people are fearful of running to age 100, because they do not believe that they have the right a plan in place. And you know what they say, Janice, um, without a plan is a plan for failure. So we must take it to that level where I'm pretty sure you're helping many, many folks out there with the medical expertise of how to design it so that they could pay the minimum amount that they could and also obtain the maximum benefit. That also should happen in everything they do, including life insurance. If a senior has a relatively good health, and if you're today 60 years old and a male, 
you have a 55% chance to reach age 85. So if you're, of course, everybody looks at it differently. 55% chance might be, hey, it's still not 100%. But for me, that's majority. And I really feel like something to look into. Now, let's just say if you're a 70-year-old female, to reach 90, there's 45% chance. So something like that should be considered into everything that we do. And a lot of us, we have tendency to want something, but we are also fearful of looking at it because we are afraid that we don't have the right plan. But I believe if you work with the right planner or if you have the right assistance, guidance along the way, you could look at things in, in segments. Like you look at Medicare, find Janice, find the right plan, find an organizing. Absolutely. Yes, and if you have auto insurance, find the right person. I know a guy named Justin. You could go and talk to him. But basically, you have to get the most out of it. I call it a catch-up theory, catch-up auto theory. You have to get everything out of there. You can't throw away anything. Right. Uh, but uh, basically, with the life insurance, there's too many pointers to point out in one show. But basically, there's a way to match your expectation of longevity to your plan. Okay. So I have a question for you. All right. Yes. So if I'm like, I'm 75 years old. Okay. So mm -hmm. I know five years from now, I'm going to be 80. Mm -hmm. And if I have a term insurance policy, is that policy going to go away? Yes. In, in theory, most likely um, term life insurance has an age limit. And most likely they end up at 70. So because of that, unless they, he or she has a different type of policy, general rule of thumb will be that's too late. You really want to organize this before 70. Before 70. Um, yes, correct. But um, some people don't have term. Rather, they have a universal life policy. Okay. If that's the case, then the age limit will not matter. Um, but uh, a lot of times, you know, policy, it has a benefit that senior could use before they even reach seven. So a lot of people should look into this, even at, even at 50s, because one of the benefits that I'm going to highlight is that life insurance could also provide with chronic illness benefit, which translate to long-term care. And I believe that many of us are trying to figure out how to make a solution for this problem. Well, and life insurance. A lot of people probably don't realize that that uh, life insurance policy can be used for long-term care. Correct. Or, or other yes. types of things that they need. Yes, ma'am. Definitely. So whenever I talk to people, I have to ask people, do you have old type of life insurance? or new type of life insurance. And people will just look at me like a deer on a headlight and say, what? But basically, we used to use a brick phone that does just a phone call. We now have an iPhone that does everything. Insurance does the same thing. You used to have to die for 
someone to collect the money. Now we have a way to accelerate those benefits while the client is still alive. Um, the qualifying incident has to be a chronic illness or critical illness, but chronic illness is what we're trying to solve, most of us, when we become senior, because that becomes a permanent damage to our life. And long-term care leads to uncomfortability. So let's just say you are in long-term care, and let's just say you do want to live a long time. You, or you have to live a long time. It might be a little painful, but there is a policies that you could generally design before you retire and say, I used to have a policy that I had to die. But because I spoke to agents like John, we were able to modify it or change it before they retired or while they were in retirement so that they could eliminate the risk of becoming a burden on somebody. Now, becoming a burden on somebody is also a big issue like we talked about earlier. But it could be done with a life insurance policy. Becoming, running out of money is something that we could also assist with the life insurance. Um, one of the examples that we see is that people say, well, doesn't life insurance cost money instead of giving me money? How would it help me financially? That's the question I get a lot of times, Janice. Like people will say, I am certain age old. I have no reason to buy life insurance. I mean, my kids are wealthy. I'm okay. I have a home. I'll be fine. But in reality is that the moment he or she becomes sick, every asset that they have is in jeopardy because none of the care is paid by the government. And if they could afford it, they will for sure have to pay out of their pocket. But uh, instead of doing that, why not use a policy? that cost pennies on dollar so that they could preserve all other assets. Instead of selling their house to pay for the medical care, they could let that transfer free and clear to their generation, but use the insurance policy that are tax favorable for them as well to pay for the care that are not included with the medical care so that he or she could be very comfortable at the last minute. And so perhaps- so what you're saying is, is that in your universal life insurance policy or a whole life insurance policy, that if you bought, say you bought it 40 years ago, okay, that equity is now building up in that policy. Oh yes, there's an equity so portion of that conversation. From. So if they have $100,000 40 years ago, now that they could have more than that in in the yes. equity, in that life yes. insurance policy there's two ways to obtain a money for a person with a life insurance now besides that obviously you can't touch it when you're dead but let's just assume that you didn't die well one of the reasons why you want the money because you want the money you're now retired now there's no additional income but if you are diligent with the whole life while you're planning for the policy in the past and so you didn't get a term life and you got a whole life or universal life, that would have compound interest where last 30, 40 years, that person, he or she would have been accumulating cash value, which could in turn supplement their retirement income at the last minute as tax-free. Now, 
tax-free is a little bit asterisk because we have to get into it more. But the other portion is that we, we can also think about what if you, let's just say, got sick along the way. And you had maybe a lot of money in 401k, maybe a lot of money in equity in your home. But now you have to use that because there's no other way to pay for your care. But this policy could also prevent that loss from happening. Not only additional to monthly income, but now there is a backup. In case I become sick, then I could tell my insurance policy, get to work, start paying for the cares that I need because government will not help me. Okay. And yes, ma'am. So equity is very important, but also what it pays for. I see so many seniors who want to throw away the policy too, because they're saying, look, John, I have a small policy that my kids are not gonna even enjoy. They're not even gonna care. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they kind of want to throw them away and, you know, maybe spend less money. And I hate to see that happening, but there's so many different ways to organize it so that you don't have to throw this away. There's uh, many ways to use it for your own self in case there's ever a sickness. I think that is a critical key. That would eliminate the fear of getting sick along the way of age 100, mm -hmm. and it would eliminate the fear of being a burden on somebody by simply having a one right policy. Of course, fear of running out of money is also part of the life insurance, but that becomes a complete package where you could have one solution for three different problems while you're on your way to reaching 100. Now, another thing that I'm, I'm gonna ask you, if you have term insurance and say you're 60 years old and they're listening to this, can you take that term insurance and start converting it into a, a universal whole life policy? Most of the answer is yes, but there is a big asterisk on this because some policy does not let you. So you must review the policy. And this is where I think uh, where we are successful as an agency myself is that we provide a policy review each year for our client. Mm -hmm. We kind of force on our client because we need to know what we have at least. This is not about digging our hand in the sand and saying, let the problem go away. But ultimately, if you do it early enough, there's a good chance you could convert your term into a whole life or universal life or any permanent policy. And by doing so, you might even obtain an additional rider, such as sickness rider, for no cost at all. This might be a several hundred thousand dollar coupon you could clip by simply by just making a phone call or simply by asking, what do I have? And if you have too much, there's so many things you could do also, but then you might say, well, let's reorganize. Maybe I don't need to spend too much money on my policy, or maybe I need to spend more. But I feel like just like Medicare, just like every important things in the world, it's, it's on our own to find out what we're getting. But it's very becoming hard for as a consumer to understand each details of it. This is where I really believe in people like Janice and 
even little by myself, where I believe it's not about the just thank you now that you got it, goodbye. It's about building that relationship, even till age 100, perhaps, yes. all the way. And sometimes I get a compliment saying, you might be there along the way, John, because you're younger <laughs> than me. So <laughs> hopefully, but I also have a goal to get there. So I tell my clients, keep looking. It's not that hard. And one of these days, once you look enough, you won't have to look again. It will be until you have it running, up and running, where you're comfortable. We'll be glad to assist you, review it, and right. we'll kind of assess the detail where you stand. Right. So I think that's really great information. I know I have an aunt that's 93 years old. She is in excellent health. She actually goes to the gym four times a week at 93. Wow. But she's 100% deaf, and she's going blind slowly. Wow. So she's, you know, it, it, her lifestyle has been effective because she lost her independence. But she has set up things for her to reach to be 100, because if you work out four times a week, she pretty yes. much is going to make 100, OK? Yeah. I almost feel like sooner or later, if you don't get to 100, it was bad on you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. And I've known people who've lived to 104. I've known several who lived yeah. up to that time. So it's something that happens. And when you're sitting here as a senior, which I am, I'm going, oh my goodness, I could live to be 100 easily. And of course, just like you said, I don't want to be a burden on my family. I also want to have some form of quality of life. That's another thing that you want to have as a senior. But we also know as we get older, there's, there's different aches and pains. That, you know, it's like, where did that come from? It wasn't there yesterday. So you don't have that at this point, but I know the seniors that are listening to this, they know what I'm talking about, okay? That pain wasn't there yesterday, okay? And just different things go on that you just don't think about. But I know I, my goal has always been, I want to be independent of my children and I want to be able to do this until I'm in my 80s, okay? Have conversations like this because it keeps, keeps me going. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because now, when somebody says they're seventy-five, that's not old anymore. No, I mean, yes, I, I really feel like sooner or later that will be our future generation retirement age. Right. Seventy-five. Seventy-five <laughs> is going to be like fifty. Okay. Yeah. What are people going to do for like fifty years retirement? If you retire at sixty and you live to hundred, that's just going right. to be too long. I mean, that's that's pretty good. So it's. <laughs> It's, it's very important that you look at your finances and see, because you may have, if somebody bought a home, okay? And this is one of the things that was going through my mind. When you go to buy a home, they want you to take out mortgage insurance. Yes, absolutely. Okay? Which is what's important. term insurance. So you may be sitting there at age 60, 65 or younger, 
with that policy that you forgot about. So you need to see a professional like John to help review that and see what your options are. Because every year with medical advances, and there's lots of medical advances going on right now, uh, it's going to be easy that you're going to live into your 90s and up into the early 100s. It's something very easy. So I think John's brought up a really good, a really good subject for us today. Uh, and it's, it's always great having you here. I'm going to bring up how you can contact, how you can contact John and of course myself, because it's an important, important time of year that you, um, you should be contacting me for your Medicare or regular health insurance reviews. So um, please contact John. Uh, he is, I just love working with him. He's like one of my favorite people to work with. Um, and he just really cares about uh, his clientele and he wants to make sure that everything is correct for them. So if you do, if you're fortunate enough to live to be in that 51% bracket that it's increasing to, uh, John is definitely the person for you to contact. Again, this is John's information. Down below here is my information. Um, I'm uh, going to repeat real quickly that I'm going to be taking questions next week for uh, Medicare on uh, October 15th, because that's open enrollment for Medicare. So please join us. Uh, thank you so much, John, for being doing this again this morning. I, as always, it's been enjoyable and uh, educational at the same time. Me too. I agree. I mean, this Thank is you. a great moment for me. And I hope the viewers at home get what they want and also live to 100. Yes, we all do. And we should all be planning for 100. For me, that's 25 years away. I mean, <laughs> if I were sitting there being 50, it's like, you're not, oh my God. You know, I'm 50 years old, and then all of a sudden you find out you're 75, 80 years old, and you're going to go, where did the time go to? <laughs> you time you could have a show about that, right, one day. <laughs> I should, because the time, a good idea, because time just passes so quickly. I mean, you're young, you remember being in the family you were born into or adopted into, then all of a sudden you you know you're off on your own and i know in uh, life insurance there's stages of life then you have your own family and your own children and then all of a sudden your grandparents okay i mean you got your children exactly. if you're fortunate you got your children through whatever occupation they wanted to go into uh through college, you know, whatever they did to, to get to where they're at. Um, and then all of a sudden, you're a senior. So, and it, it, it can be a fun part of your life and it can be a struggle part of your life. And it's just, you know, That's so correct. Yes. all on how we plan. So John, I hope you come back on again in the future because there's always something to talk about in the life insurance area. There's just so much about it. 
that people don't realize and they don't and a lot of people don't realize and you touched on it a tiny bit today that a lot of life insurance policies when you get the benefits from it it's tax free there's no tax on it so and that and we could do a whole show talking about how the life insurance has no tax on it yeah. it's a great vehicle for income tax free Income tax free. Yes. Yeah. So I hope to see you. I know I'll see you soon because uh, we always we usually have a meeting every Wednesday morning that we that we all see each other because John and I are part of the same uh, uh, professional networking group that that we're part of. So uh, so I will see you for sure next Wednesday if I don't talk to you beforehand. And have a, have a great week, and I know I'll talk to you soon. All Thank right. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sure.